Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hello again, this is Kelly, and we are continuing with a, a dialogue that is taking some left turns and some right turns, but when it comes right down to it, it's all about how can you get the greatest bang for your buck, meaning What's the least amount of effort you can take towards enabling, enabling a life to move forward without degeneration and, and feeling decrepit and cognitively challenged and being beaten up? <laughs> Not a very positive picture, but yet it's what we see a lot out there in the world. And, you know, while a lot of the podcast is around physicality, things we can do with our body, it's not always just about what um, what we do or what we eat, but it's often, you know, what we think and then subsequently what then comes out of our mouth that adds to the stress, that adds to the anxiety that beats us down, that has us um, having our head hung forward, which if you do that for a long enough period of time, your posture starts to take a negative, um, negative uh, effect, right? I mean, you can tell when somebody's down and out, they rarely walk in with their shoulders thrown back and their chest forward it's always the opposite. And how many years or months or years does it take for someone to get to that place where their posture is sort of beat up? And we're, we're living in some incredibly interesting times in terms of the divisiveness of, of this country. Is you know, I'm not just speaking about the, the challenges with the democratic divide, the R's versus the D's or um, Black Life Matters and the different factions that believe it's one thing, the organization and the cause another. Or I'm not talking about even people thinking the vaccines are useful or not useful or, or safe or unsafe. Let's leave all of that aside. Let's talk about something else that it, whether you're of any age, really, um, there's another piece that creates tremendous anxiety depending upon which shoe you have on. And that's that whole misunderstanding, generational misunderstanding. And not long ago, I was with a group of my friends and I have a very blessed group of friends that we can just say what's real for us. And it might be hard to hear, it might create some ire, it might create a backlash, but we kind of work through it. We keep talking and we keep talking. And you know, rarely will we yell, although voices might rise. But the whole point of what we're trying to do is name that tune. What is that thing that's really under our skin? How can we 
figure out how to be on the same page about it. it doesn't for, not meaning forcing opinions, but the other morning we were talking about the whole challenge that our country is experiencing with you know finding a workforce to step up and do the work, and that inevitably leads to the conversation between the generational shift between those of us who are boomers. I'm 64. And then the millennials that were often hiring under 40 uh, or less. And if you are on either side of that divide, the other group looks just so irritating and so unwilling to yield or so uncompromising or maybe even so stupid <laughs> when I go that far. And when you live with that anxiety that doesn't ever really get talked through, it becomes a source of irritation. You know, I mean, I'm a, a business owner of almost 40 years and um, now I'm old enough that all of my patients are Medicare age, <laughs> if they're my age. And a lot of people I hire are younger and uh, that's by design. You know, we want some new blood and you know, you wanna always be adding to the vitality of the practice. And Yet they come from a different perspective when it when we're when we're trying to figure out what to do with the practice or how to work or how many hours to work and that type of thing. And you know this conversation that I had the other day, which uh, ho hopefully will be inspired for you to have with your friends after listening to this podcast, is let's really try to be in each other's shoes. Um, Let's take my shoes first. Of course, that's how we like to roll, right? First, hear me out. But, you know, I've been in practice for 40 years. I, we've developed a really good reputation through one tiny baby step at a time. Every new patient was a celebration. If anything went poorly with the patient, we were devastated. If someone didn't come back in, we wanted to know why. And then you grow and you get busier and the new patients are um, obviously much more uh, a larger number and things happen and you're busy and you don't always follow through with every little detail like you might have when you started practice. Um, yet there's a tremendous amount of angst still for me and my husband who were the developers of the practice and you know we're we've known to work five days a week. We know the hours it takes. We know the extra efforts on the weekends. We um, you know bit the bullet and created a really nice clinic with this super expensive overhead because 40 years ago, that was kind of the thing to do. And then I'm dealing with a population that doesn't really relate all the time to what I'm up to. And, and so that's just when we put the other, the other shoe on. You know, here's a generation that grew up watching their parents uh, age, lose hair, go gray, fight, get divorced, work too hard, never at home, don't make enough money, blah, blah, blah. And they've elected to try to find a life of balance a bit more, less work, a little more play, uh, maybe less responsibility so you can have a little more flexibility in your life. And you know, in truth, when I'm walking those shoes, it feels like, huh, this is a mental health reform. You know, this really could be quite useful for all the rest of us to wake up to. Except the problem, the problem is our infrastructure, um, like in my case, in a, a clinic with a expensive overhead, requiring doctors to work five days a week, eight hours a day, to produce the income to pay for the la-di-da, which is my favorite term that collectively means everything that I don't want to list right now, you know, that, that sets, sets me up to recognize that we have 
unconsciously created these infrastructures that are really expensive. And now we have a workforce that's trying to get, get us a little bit maybe more level-headed or less stressed out or able to have more fun or have a better balance between work life and family life. And, and I can totally, totally resonate with that, except the infrastructure has to shift and that's gonna be painful, right? There's gonna be more money out than money in. Um, you've gotta wait for leases to expire and you've gotta build back smaller, <laughs> not build back better necessarily, but you know, be more economical. And that, that will sort itself out over, over several years. But what I recognized in this conversation is I was kind of stressed unconsciously about my frustration of not being able to inspire my younger docs to work the number of hours I always did, you know, and um, I, I always get mad when my parents would say, my gosh, when I was your age, I had to walk to school three hours in the snow, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, whatever, dad. Uh, but the truth is he probably did, you know, and um, I had to do a lot more work to start building the practice. And so what, you know, uh, that's just the nature of the beast. My profession wasn't as accepted 40 years ago as it is today. And so am I going to be mad and upset at the young people who happen to be born at a time where the world was a little bit easier in that regard? Yet, on the other hand, it's also a little bit harder in many, in many regards in terms of expectations that seem ridiculous and they they've had opportunity to see life's parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents that weren't so weren't so easy so what is my point with this jumble jumbling back and forth my point is this that we have to find a way to get at talking about some of the angst we have that we carry all day long for maybe months or years and honestly, this conversation that was dedicated to this, um, this discrepancy, the divisiveness between the boomers and the millennials and, and the work component, it was so good and refreshing to put words to it in a way that, uh, different than reading an article about it, but talking to my contemporaries about it and be able to, to see something that I wasn't maybe seen before because I was so committed to being right or so committed to be irritated or so committed to be frustrated. You know, when you get in a safe place and you're only committed to seeing a bigger picture, then all of a sudden I really could see the, the point was, what can I learn from this? And what do I need to accept so that I'm not mad or I'm not frustrated? Because I promise you, if you're mad about something, your physiology changes, your microcirculation starts to shrink, you have less blood flow, you are going to age uh, less favorably. Blood and oxygen is really the key to life. And uh, it, it's just really important that we look at these things and, you know, likely whomever I'm speaking to right now, either are under 40 or over 40. <laughs> well, I guess everybody would be. And putting this, this little bit of anxiety and describing it from both vantage points may help you say, yeah, I guess it's kind of silly. I'm continuing to hold a grudge around that and just accept that there are differences and know that the transition over the next 10 years will start to bring our, well, the infrastructure will allow us to have these differences um, minimized. Or people will just slowly shift on either end 
but regardless, it's going to take some time. And so to be patient and to be kind with yourself, that that's, I think that's one of the keys. So what is it in your life that you're holding yourself hostage about an, an attitude, a perspective that you're always sort of mad about? You're always sort of irritated about, and yet you've never really you've never really gutted it out with a conversation with those people that matter, or you haven't created a safe place with a group of contemporaries where you can say, can we talk about this issue? Because I'm constantly frustrated and mad. And so um, there's no particular homework for you other than to be in the conversation of what it is that makes you mad. And then try to find a safe environment to have dialogue. And the only rules of the dialogue are to hear each other thoroughly and try not to judge what they say as dumb or or smart but just to be in a curious place of tell me more I want to understand more about what you're feeling and then not feel a need to fix the issue but just to keep listening and I think that's when we can get to a place where the anxiety about an unspoken frustration really starts to melt and I, for one, um, even after that conversation, have found that when I'm at the office and one of my younger docs might say something that I think, oh my gosh, I would have never thought that or I ne never would have acted like that when I was trying to build a practice 40 years ago. Like, give it up, Kelly. It's, it is what it is. You're 64 and they're not. You've been through what you've been through and they're going through what they're going through. So just relax. And I found that my whole tension, my demeanor around it has, has um, gotten much, much easier. And, and you know, the goal here is to grow and to find and build a better life. And, you know, I, I will have to say that if I had to do this all over again, the way I've done it the last 40 years, I probably wouldn't have wanted to be a business owner working five days a week and then the weekends and worrying about the practice 24 seven and trying to generate new patients and proper communication protocols and being involved in every committee that I thought would forward the practice or my or the profession. You know, it's been a lot of hard work. Maybe there's a better way to do it. So that's the question. What is it you're doing right now in life? Maybe there's a better way to do it. And as you explore that, you'll be kind of interested. And I would say explore it with another human being because the power of hearing yourself speak is where a lot of resonance occurs. All right, I just, um, I, wanted, I wanted to throw that out this week because I think it's important. And, and also I wanted to let you know that I'll be talking more about this, but on our website, pearsonandweary.com, which is my clinical practice, the, um, while this podcast is Eight Minutes to Ageless, it's the book that I wrote, but as a practicing chiropractor, we do a lot of classes, um, online with my my clinic Pearson is my last name and my husband is weary kind of sounds like Pearson and weary pain relief pain, pain relief clinic sounds like you both have to be in pain and tired to come but that just happens to be his last name in any event on our website Pearson and weary spelled just like it sounds dot com under resources and classes you'll see that there is now a, a series for people who have either chronic neck pain or chronic low back pain and the series is really, I think, super exciting in that after 40 years of practice, I've seen all these different etiologies of, of pain 
And we break it down into 10 steps, both for the neck pain and the back pain. They're separate courses um, over six weeks or half an hour course. And then you take two steps a week and you work with the suggested steps for that week and then go after it again the next week for the, another 30 minute um, class. The cost I think is extraordinarily fabulous. It's $49 and you can sign up online under the resources and classes tab and you know, at the end of all that, the end of all that, if you really feel like, gosh, I would love to talk to um, me, uh, Dr. Pearson, about my situation to put me on the right track, then that's offered too as something we do as an additional fee. But the classes themselves, I'm really proud of because I've had to learn the hard way all the different mechanisms. And over the next webinar, we'll go over some of those some of those pieces, but I just wanted to give you a heads up that you all can poke, poke around on that website and look for those classes. So um, our 15 plus minutes is up this week. I really appreciate my audience um, and the kind comments I hear. I appreciate the opportunity to have conversations all about what it will take to make us age well. That's not just moving well, it's not just eating well, it's not just thinking well, but it's also behaving well. And we're just gonna keep touching on those component parts with intermittent interviews as we go forward. All right then, well, I hope you guys have a fabulous day and look forward to seeing you next time. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we're done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.